1: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We
0: would
2: like to acknowledge that this podcast maiden is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we would like to pay respect to their Elders past, present and immersion and their multiple birth parents with Chosen with disability. And this week's episode, we're speaking to the amazing Brooke, and we're speaking about the life and the death of her beautiful son, Rye.
0: This podcast contains truth, laughter, and the occasional F-word, so it's not really suitable for children.
1: Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right. This is a language warning. Oh, shit.
0: Hello, Kate. Hello, Mandy. Here we are on a glorious
2: Melbourne winter day. Yes, the sun, my the gosh. Sun.
0: And when it's like it came in through the kitchen window and I just had a loaf of, you know, white bread on the bench and the bread was like, um, you know, the bag was a bit wet inside. Ah. I was like, oh, it's just so long since we've had any Whoa. heat like that. You <laughs> might have ruined my bread, but you <laughs> made my day.
2: <laughs> I was just like, no thermal? Oh, yes. Yeah, wow. I know.
0: It'll probably be 12 on Saturday, but who oh, cares? Boy. Today is glorious. Oh,
2: yes. And we have a beautiful guest we today. Do. So would you like to say hello and introduce yourself?
1: Hi. Thanks for having me. Um I'm Brooke and I'm uh, Rye Man's mum, basically. Yes, (laughs) you are. (laughs) We have sort of known each
2: other through Facebook for a long time and I've followed your journey, especially on Instagram as well. And so today we just want the world to know all about your beautiful son, Rye. So we'll get into that in a minute, but let's go with our questions that we ask everyone. So
0: our first question, do you have a favourite song or band or music that like really pumps you up or lifts
1: you up? Well... I guess uh, my go to song for a bit of a dance, or, you know, I always get pointed out when it comes on is a bit of Love Shack. Oh,
0: <laughs> yes. I love Love Shack. B52s. Yes.
1: Yes. But I guess in our house at the moment uh, with the other two kids, there's a lot of The Floor is Lava oh. <laughs> dance parties at the end of the night. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
2: Yep. Fun. Yep. 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 Oh, that will go on our two Ps, yep. um, Spotify. Oh. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> yes. Well, there's that, yeah, and then we've got one other song which was one of Raya's, um funeral songs actually mm. and even my three, well, Bowie was only three at the time and she heard it on the radio and she knew straight away it was <gasps> Rye song from uh. um, the funeral which was amazing to how she yes. made that connection. Oh, store, so what was
2: that's that song? called don't wait oh
1: don't, don't wait. wait oh yeah.
2: beautiful can you tell us did you win any awards at school
1: <laughs> oh I don't think I did I can't remember besides sort of dance dance awards and diving there was nothing oh, diving. Awards. yeah diving. Uh, yes a bit of diving so basically dancing
2: dancing and diving around the water, so
1: that was a bit of fun yeah
2: <laughs> yes did you do synchronized swimming no, I don't think that was ever on offer. No, no. I'd don't, I don't I don't go know with that. It was ever on offer? I've <laughs> oh, seen I have do a friend it. who did it at oh, Ringwood okay. Pool, probably right. twenty years ago. Okay. Megan, if you're listening,
1: yeah, she <laughs> yeah. definitely
2: did it. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Okay, so no major awards.
1: No, nothing special like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah not many people do. Good company.
2: Good yeah, company. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And our favourite question: Why are you a P?
1: Basically, because of my beautiful son, sunrise, yeah. Mm. He, um, he came into the world pretty, pretty full on with a lot of um, special needs from within the first twenty four hours. Really, right. so mm. uh,
2: T- tell us a little bit about that uh, yeah, about start his at birth. The yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, he was full term, no real issues through pregnancy, and then. Um, I had a very unstable pelvis, so they decided to do a caesarean, which we were very fortunate for because he may have passed away Mm. if he was delivered naturally. Right. Um, Then he started having seizures within, well, it was earlier than 24 hours, but they just sort of wiped it to the side and thought, oh, no, it's just normal life, getting used to the outside world, that kind of thing. And then they became bigger and stronger and then pretty quickly he was – whisked off um, up to the women's for um, to go to NICU there. Mm. Oh, so, were so you in a, weren't in the same hospital? No. So um, there was nowhere for me to go um, with them. So my mm. husband um, went with Rye off to the women's. And you'd uh, had a caesarean. And I'd had a caesarean. So I was sort of stuck. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it was pretty horrible at oh. the time. Cause it was a bad introduction to parenthood. Yeah. It wasn't what you expected at all mm. um but yeah he always liked to keep us on our toes right up until his very last day <laughs> yes yes oh. <laughs> never smooth sailing but I it know. was always it was always entertaining that's for sure oh and how but long yeah, how we,
2: long was he at the women's for
1: not too it was just a couple of weeks so we were fortunate with that but we um discovered that he'd had a stroke in utero right and, which was, yeah, devastating to hear that there's something, you know, your child's got brain damage before they've even begun life, mm. which was very hard to get our heads around. Um, mm. But we did expect that he would have had a couple of issues but not, nothing near what he where he ended up. Mm. Right. Mm. He was very early diagnosed with cerebral palsy mm. um, from that brain brain damage. And, you know, our biggest concerns at around six months was that he would... Um, be able to walk down the street and not walk in a funny way yeah. or that he would be able to go for a surf with his dad yes. or, you know, we had these, these were our biggest concerns, yeah. not, well, you know, and that's what they thought. He would be, have a bit of a hemiplegia, so only affected on the one side. Mm. You know, he might have a bit of a limpy walk, but, yeah, unfortunately that wasn't the way his story went.
2: Mm. 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 What was it like in those early days? Were you in physio and OT and speech and were you thrown into that world?
1: Yes. Um, So I owned a dance studio at the time um, and I tried to go back to work pretty quickly and then went, no, no, I need to take six months Mm. and figure out what is going on, what's this world we've sort of been thrown into. Mm. By the time he got to three months and we were realising that there were some deficits that he was going to need a lot of therapy and physio and early intervention as yeah. everybody kept about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had to, you know, it was all the talk about the neuroplasticity yes. and that we had to you know, do everything to change his pathways to give him the best possible opportunity. Um, so I decided to close my dance school um, and give him the best opportunity. Um, I didn't want him turning around to me when he was A teenager or something and saying why didn't we do more and why if I worked harder at a younger age so I just didn't want to have any regrets and made sure I you know did the absolute best and how did you
0: go like emotionally because you obviously love dance and then financially because your income was taken away
1: yeah it was we were lucky I guess my husband um was finishing his we were young parents Mm. um 24 25 and he was finishing his apprenticeship and doing quite well so um, he's an electrician and eventually opened up his own business so um we you know we had our struggles and we were very fortunate to have an amazing family that were mm. able to support us and yeah. the first grandchild so and very well, doted on by everybody yes um, you know and we just we made it work we had to put him first but Absolutely. we also yeah. came in at into the disability world at a time that we fell between the old system yes. and it's so there was so much fundraising. Um, yes. But anything. He, he got the um, Better Start funding. Mm-hmm. Sounds amazing but I think it was only 15000 um, for up until eight years of yes, life. Yes, ours mm.
2: was up until seven. Yep. Or seven, maybe mm. that's what it was. Mm.
1: And he pretty much, because he was diagnosed at six months, which was young, mm. he blew through that funding because he needed speech OT. Yes. Years ago. yes. He blew through that funding within a matter of, I think it was a couple of years, like yeah. very early. So um, all his therapy was privately funded for the wow. most part at that in those younger years. Yeah. And
0: that's a lot of therapy in those younger years.
1: Where did you yeah, do that? I, did you go to CPEC or
2: anything or did you No, and
1: Yes, he was private. He was through um Scope as well. Oh, yeah. Mm. And he went to bar for the um preschool, which was amazing. It was so beautiful. <sighs> um, yeah, but it was it was hard yards and And how did made you it go like
0: I feel like this is when parents and women are so amazing. Like oh, well, now with absolutely no experience, I'm going to become a fundraiser.
1: Yes, you do learn <laughs> a lot about fundraising. Um, yeah, we had a few um, great fundraisers over the years. Also, because we weren't getting the support with NDIS, it was all um, equipment, any equipment you needed. You might have got mm. a tiny portion funded for, but the rest you just had to come up with. So, yeah. Mm. Um, we did a fundraiser originally. right had a well. Still, we still have Ernie, our therapy dog. Yeah. Um, and you know that was looking back. It's it's not a huge expense when you go into the disability world, yeah. but I think it, it was around, you know, five six thousand dollars, and mm. it was the best thing. Ernie and him had a bond like no other, oh. and it helped him actually talk and. Not that he could talk, but you know, and get him motivated to try to move. And he walked with Ernie in a little harness, and you know that was amazing. And that was our first little fundraiser. Um, and then my mum and I also had a auxiliary for the children's hospital, so we, you know, tried to raise funds there and help them as well. Right. So, um, that did really well. And then we had a huge fundraiser for our car to get yeah. our car modified. The car is so, a really huge big issue. Yes, it's a lot better now, I believe, um, mm. but $25,000 to add on to a car yeah. is just, I think it's probably more like 35000 now. So it was a mm. huge amount of money um, and we had a huge um, fundraiser at the aquarium, oh. um, which everyone wanted to do every year. I'm like, no, no, that was <laughs> far too much work. <laughs> yes, of course.
2: Yeah,
0: because you're still parenting full time. A yeah. child that had lots and lots of yeah.
2: high-care needs.
1: And his needs definitely, um, they just continued to increase as he um, grew up. So, mm. yeah.
2: When did that start to change?
1: It was probably quite early on. So when he was younger, he could walk with a walking frame. Our initial thought was that he was going to be able to speak but and he did get some yeah. words. Um, But we knew there was issues pretty early on, so we started doing keyword sign, Mm. which he was amazing at. He could only use one hand properly, but he signed 90 words. We had to keep teaching the speech therapist how to (laughs) sign. All the words, yeah. (laughs) He outsigned everybody Ah. that asked him. (laughs) What a legend. And he would adapt signs. So instead of, you know, for saying ball, he would, you know, put it up against his hand and he would just change them. Or one day he was... um, Doing this hand signal to us. And we're like, what are you talking about? Oh, TV. He wanted the TV oh, remote. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, he just found his own ways. And, you know, he never needed to put him into a little, this is all you're capable no, of no. doing. Because he, yeah, he had his own ways of doing everything. But I guess with the speech then came, oh, he's not eating very well. And mm. I ignored it for a while because I was like, he loves his food. Let's just, yeah, you know, he's yeah. so happy. He would eat a cheesy mite scroll in a matter of minutes. And then yeah. the teachers at Yaraba ended up coming up to me going, we need to discuss his eating. I was like, no, 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 yep. don't yeah, worry about uh, it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, because he had lots of behavioural things going on and, um, and yeah, he swallowed, just he couldn't swallow or move the food around his mouth and that was probably the first sign mm. of his regression. And he also he used a complex speech device when he was from two to three Um and it was quite a complex one. He had to press two to three buttons for one word. Right. Mm. And he was putting three-word utterances together wow. really young. Like he was doing amazing. Yeah. And then it just started... He started getting really frustrated and couldn't find the buttons that mm. he he wanted to press, and that was the start of him looking back. We didn't realise, but it was the start of him losing right. his knowledge and what was happening. So he lost his speech and cognitive. All the signs he had previously learnt, which was up to about ninety signs, had disappeared. He's
0: over a short period of time, or
1: um, yeah. Well, it was quite short. Yeah. Like. For us, we're like, oh, maybe it wasn't that short. But when you go to the medical teams and mm. say this, like, oh, no, that's quite rapid. Yeah. Um, and then. And how old was he? school age? That was, yeah, um, he was about four. No, <laughs> so he was young. Yeah. Or three, three probably. Um, and then, yeah, it started. So then we started going into more and more investigations. He became, um, he was nasal gastric fed mm. the week it, The week I was about to give birth to Jed, (laughs) so um, before we fell pregnant with Jed, which is Ry's brother, um, he had started to lose skills but we didn't know the significance of it. Yes. So if we had waited another month, we maybe wouldn't have gone through with that Mm. pregnancy because we didn't know and we still really don't know what Ry's actual diagnosis is right so he's a swan baby syndrome without a name yes um and that's when all the investigation started all the genetic testing all the i don't know 80 million different tests that we could have had done um still don't have those answers Mm. to really as to why rye has regressed and changed over the years Mm. Um, but Yeah, we were lucky. Jed's a beautiful boy with no, well, no real issues going on. Yeah. Um, Nothing like Rye has Mm -hmm. and, yeah, we were very fortunate. But that was, yeah, the start of all the changes, the feeding went and then every part of him, I suppose, changed over the years. His gut shut down, um, yeah, his ability to walk, his fine motor skills, Mm. Even like his favorite teddy that he had, his bunny, he used to flick his bunny's tail mm. constantly non-stop. And he just sort of forgot about bunny. He mm. forgot you know about his chew toy that he loved chewing on. It was just yeah, all these changes, but it didn't take away you know, his beautiful smile. Oh, he was, yeah. it was it actually as he changed, he came out of this autistic phase. Right. It became more calm within himself. Right. So we had very bad period previously where he was diagnosed with autism. Right. The actual factor was probably the start of his regression right. and the, and change. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So That's we went through a this. A lot psychosis. of changes
0: in a really short period of time. You were like, yeah. Oh, he has had this traumatic brain injury, you know, in utero. Oh, and he's had this. And like how yeah. were your I mean, you must have been busy and you had another little person to look after, but Did you feel like you were getting hit with sledgehammers all the time
1: or? I suppose every appointment there was never, you always came away with something and finding something else new. Mm. Like even if physio was going really well, it'd be like, oh yeah, but we're going to have to look at this down the track or, Mm. you know, he looks like he's going to need this surgery or that medication Mm. or, Mm. you know, adding something else new in. Um, But we just, Took it in our stride yeah. and tried to make possible life we could. Yeah, you did. You yeah, did. And yeah. You love him. Yeah. Oh. More yeah. than anything. Yes. Is, uh, yeah. Just part of our world. We didn't change. We didn't go, Oh, we're a special needs family and everything must stop and change. Um he came with us wherever we went. He was just, you know, and everybody loved him and adored yes. him. Mm.
2: Yeah. When he, he was very well accepted. When he went to school, how did you choose schools?
1: That was quite challenging. Um, we were at Yarraba um, at the time because we were building um, and because he was so cognitive, so at the age of two and a half, he was still on par for his age, mm. we didn't want to go into a special needs school where he might not be able to get pushed. Mm. Um and this is when he was using his device and things. Um, he went to school a little bit early because I was having Jed. Right. So we went to um, Nepean, the special needs school. Yes. And it's for physical needs and all of those things. And he loved it. He had an absolutely amazing time to start with. Um, but then as his needs changed and he became more stuck in his wheelchair, mm. he needed somebody to do everything. He had constant peg feeds. He was vented twenty four mm. hours a day. He had lots of bowel and um, bladder issues, yeah. which ended up he ha- ended up with two stoma bags, mm. so um, two stoma bags and a peg, a peg, mm. yeah, as well as the draining the whole time. So he was hooked up. There was mm. lots going on, and he just started getting becoming miserable at mm. school. Yeah. I, um, you know, there wasn't enough kids running around doing things. So that's when we started looking into um, mainstream schools yes. and local schools. And I just thought, you know what? Everywhere else, these kids are just part of the community. Yes. I feel mean, like they segregate too much. Like, mm. why, why should they be separated from everybody else? Mm. Um, and then our local community school, community school? Just our local primary yeah. school, yeah. I approached and they were just more than welcoming. They oh. just wanted him to be yes, bring him here, let's yeah. you know, get him involved. And at that point in time he could only, he couldn't handle full days of school, mm. sorry, full-time school anyway. Yeah. Um, so we changed that and he was just going part-time. And he was the VIP. was <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. They just loved him. Yes. Yeah, loved it. He just, you know, the kids knew. They just learnt. We had his therapist come in and teach them how, he would communicate with a pod book. Yes. Or, you know, if he's yelling and screaming sometimes or banging his arms around what that might mean. Mm-hmm. Um but unfortunately then we pretty much straight away went into COVID. <laughs> yes, of course. So it was just poor timing. Oh. So how
0: old was he when he went to mainstream school?
1: Nine? Mm. Okay. 10? Yeah,
0: so and you're yeah. Melbourne based, aren't you? For those yeah ha- don't haven't picked up on the suburb references. So, you know, I mean, right. Mandy and I haven't really mentioned it, but lockdown was for two years here. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
1: Unfortunately, that took such a big time out yeah. of his life. Yeah, it Yes, but he was his happy space, and yes. you know that was okay. Yeah, but he did those times with school. Um, and then I, as we came out of COVID, he became much more unwell. Mm. So he breathing then regressed and his just everyday function posturally and that kind of thing mm-hmm. changed that's yeah where he ended up unfortunately it really
0: robbed a lot of people yes of a lot of precious COVID. time like i know we did the right thing and we protected people but yeah the, the, and he was
2: vulnerable too yeah but oh the, absolutely which yeah. we're all
0: you know but the actual virus just took away so much mm. so much mm. Mm. Mm.
2: And tell us about, I know support workers came into your life with the NDIS and it seems like there was lots of beautiful support workers in your life.
1: Yes, Rise Babes, as we like to call them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think they self-named (laughs) themselves when they went out and had a couple of drinks. (laughs) (laughs) And then they told me and they're like, is this inappropriate that we're calling ourselves Rise Babes? I'm like, no. (laughs) Enjoy. It's (laughs) It's
2: wonderful. Yeah.
1: Yes, we were, were. I've been very fortunate, and um, we got a beautiful bunch of girls that have been in Rise Life. Oh, I think they originally started some of them when he was about eight, mm. and most of them just came along for the ride the whole time. And yeah. um, I think a lot of people do struggle with getting support workers to come into their life mm. and to stay and to give them that trust, but you have to imagine that it's uncomfortable for them to come into someone's yeah, house. Yeah, they're working uh, in a home. And it's nerve-wracking working with these children, but at the end of the day, I'm not a nurse. No. I'm a, and I'm capable of doing all these things. So if you give them the time to learn mm. and um, to feel comfortable in your house mm. as well. So I know when we first started, I was told, no, they're not your friends, these are oh, your workers. it's very
2: fine line.
1: And it didn't it didn't work for us. I'm like, no, they're looking after my child. Yes, I want to them to be comfortable with me. So, me too. they're all my friends as well. Yes, um, and they would have done anything for Rye, yeah. and they did. They, yeah. They, they really did. They've all got Rye man tattoos now. Oh, amazing. They're um most of them are off at the moment. Um, going to one of Rye's carer's weddings. Wow. Oh. Um, Which is this weekend, which unfortunately I didn't get to go to, but, you know, they're all together and they all became friends because of Rye. Yes,
0: wow. He brought a whole community together.
1: Absolutely, he did.
2: did. Not Um, many people do that. I think that's important to listen to, that that there's lots of different ways that we can cope with having support workers in our homes. And, yeah, we all do it differently. It is scary. Yeah, Yeah, Mm. yeah, but. Um, and I just always think, oh, my gosh, has anyone flush the toilet when they go, I'm just going to the toilet. And then I think, <laughs> oh, no. I say, oh, no, know. I
1: haven't been in that one today. I, know, I hope always. it's okay. <laughs> oh, until you've dealt with bowel washouts. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's bags. It's don't worry ones. about that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the bodily fluid that went through Rise room is not me Yes, of <laughs> course. And the girls did it. They just you know, obviously it's not a job for everybody. Yeah. But, were um, they nursing students or nurses or were
2: they every uh, day? A everyday? couple of them. Yeah. A couple
1: of them were just um, they wanted to be support workers and that's the career they wanted to take. Um, a couple of OT students. Yes. Um, and we actually got a couple. That's how I got him into mainstream school. There was two of our workers had worked as education support. Yeah. yeah so. Then when I approached the school, I said, look, I've got some girls that actually would like to be his aide at school. So mm. they didn't worry about all Finding- that education. Oh, yes. Came along with it. Oh, yes.
0: So
1: that did help us get into mm. mainstream school. Mm. Um, mm. Either way, I probably would have found a way to get yeah. him there because I thought it was so important for him.
2: Mm. Um, and how old was Rye when you had your daughter? So
1: Bowie is now four. So, so I, I have math- to do the parent <laughs> maths,
0: the parent maths. What? <laughs>
1: uh, what is he? He would have been 12. Eight. 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 Oh, no, we all got there together. <laughs> I got there in the end. Yeah, so, yes, so Bowie was eight when, yeah. uh, Rye was eight when she was born, yeah.
2: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And you were kind of in the thick of hospital hospitalizations a lot from what I a could lot. see on Instagram. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, I didn't realize how much we were in hospital even in his last year I knew we were in a lot but then when I looked back yes over the years and my posts going yes. oh we're in hospital we're yes. in hospital again and um his 10th birthday we threw a huge party because I just sort of thought oh it's double figures like yes. it's a big day birthday. yeah yeah so we invited everybody. We threw a huge party. I wanted to thank everybody that had a fundraised for him. Yes. Um, he just had such a huge community of people that loved him. So we brought them all together. So I already had, when it came to his funeral, I already had these pictures lined up. Yeah. So then all I had to do was go through his, his last year because um, he passed away at 11, 11 and one month. Mm-hmm. So. And then when I looked at those photos, his whole year was in hospital. Yes, yeah. I think that's the point we got to was what's his quality of life. Yes. And Fortunately, because he was such a happy, energetic boy, he loved swimming in the yes. pool. Yes. He loved crawling around. He loved doing all these things. And then when you look back and go, a life for him lying in bed mm-hmm. with BiPAP on for 22 to 24 hours a day is just not... It's not a life for him. So yeah, notice those changes. I remember
2: really feeling for you, watching every time you'd be back in the hospital. And yeah, I remember we one... didn't
1: stay out very much. You didn't.
2: <laughs> you really didn't. And I remember one time you went on a holiday, and I remember yes. messaging you saying, "Go, mm. yeah, make you want to cry very... because you left him in the hospital and you went on a holiday with your other children." Which I thought that was all... beautiful yeah. and brave. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. Tough, very tough to leave oh, him
2: yeah.
1: but again I had those beautiful carers that yes. provide, I knew I was just a flight away yeah. and yeah. the other kids really needed yes. it that yeah. you know special needs siblings are amazing and mm. you know they say just look at a special needs child if you want a special needs sibling if you want yeah. to know how to treat somebody with yes, special needs that's right they
2: just mm. love um, their
1: brother oh unconditionally right yeah. well, I would Jed's hair, he has long hair, and he would pull it and yank it and, you know, two uh, seconds later he would go back and Jed would give him the biggest hug in the yeah, world. Like yeah. it's just an unconditional love. Yep, yep. That, yeah, yeah. It's different. No one else can understand. No, no
2: they can't actually.
1: No. no Beautiful no.
2: family. But,
1: yeah, that trip was very important for our family. Yeah,
2: and, I could feel yeah. like it was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think
1: when it's really scary to let people
0: look after anyone in our life that's vulnerable but sometimes I look at myself and I think well if I was caring for that person I would give them my best and most people do give them their best you get the odd person but most people are good so they <laughs> you know they want to look after your child or your whoever is in your life so you it's really hard to trust but actually really important
1: very and I think um well, I was always at the children's hospital and mm. That's been a really hard part for me is that they were my family as well. Yes, you grieve not only the child that you've lost, but the whole life that yeah. you were living. Yeah, the person that you were, you don't know who you are anymore. Yes. Without that's what Rye was my job essentially. Yes. Is. yes, you know, the people in the children's hospital, all the nursing staff. The teachers, the doctors, everybody, they were part of your family and mm. they would do anything for you mm. to help Rye and myself. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, that's all gone now. Mm. So that's a big change that um, you yeah. sort of have to work that along mm. with the other things, along with not having the carers in my house yes. every day. They're big changes, not only for me but for the kids as well.
2: I remember yeah. my friend Helena saying when her daughter Sunshine died, she felt like she was just on a holiday from her life and she couldn't
1: mm. work it out. Mm. Yeah, it's very different. A, a whole whirlwind. And I guess I'm starting to recreate myself again um, mm. like I previously did. My life got turned upside down with, yes. with fiber in the in the best way. Yeah, like yeah. turned upside down is not bad. No,
2: no of course. No. No. It just
1: took a little, you know,
0: Turn in the road, yeah. and uh, so how I, are you doing that? How are you?
1: So, um, as with all special needs children, well, not all special needs children, but complex medically yes. complex kids like Rye, yes. their equipment and their bedroom is sort of a medical world. Yes, and we were fortunate enough to build a big house that had was completely set up for Rye. Mm. Um, but then, you know, as the equipment got returned, as things had to get sold off, his room sort of became not his room anymore. So, you know, we have taken things like the couch that was in his room is now in the kids playroom because it just reminds us of him and it's comfortable that way, but his bed was gone. His change, change room, all the, all of those things had changed. So I went back to my roots and I've turned his room into a Pilates studio. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah, so I've started working from his bedroom. So I'm still in his space Ah, and I have around me. Yes. And yeah, and I'm working from there, which is beautiful that I've been able to do that.
2: And what's the name of your business?
1: Uh, balanced Pilates Studio. Ah,
2: okay. And do you have an Instagram or website or anything like that? Yeah,
1: just on Instagram.
2: Just on Instagram, okay. And that's where yeah. people can find you.
1: Yeah. So I'm um starting starting there and just yeah, working from home, which is nice to be mm. to be at home with the kids and you know, doing my thing. As well as um I'm also doing um disability work uh, with Project Kick It. Right. Okay, tell us. Tell us who are just an amazing bunch of people who take kids, and I say kids um, as in just they're young adults yep. really. I was pa- a part of them um, and it's just taking them out to live life and right. to go to gigs, to go to concerts, to, mm-hmm. you know, go anywhere basically. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so I just, you know, tag along with them and, just enjoy life. They're the happiest people yes. in the world. And it's all different types of disabilities. Yeah, um, You know, there's very able kids down to, you know, guys like Rye that, um, you know, sit mostly in their chairs and but they just, we just recently had on the weekend um, a prom. Oh, um, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was, it's just, it fills your cup. It just makes you feel so good and it makes me feel connected to yes. Rye as well. Yeah. Still being part of that world because I just, I've got so much knowledge yes, and understanding and I just didn't want that to mean nothing yes, anymore. Yes, of course. Um And that's, with my Pilates, I, you know, I can still, I can get those guys with um, on NDIS if they want yes. to build some strength and stuff and understand where they're coming from. Mm. But then also, you know, go out and party with them on the weekend. So <laughs> we've got all the girls, their hair and makeup got done and we've oh. got living- I think we had oh probably seven wheelchair kids that you know we got the muscle, got them into the um, limos and you know off to the prom where they just had the best night of their lives. And, oh, it
2: sounds incredible! You
1: know, we danced the night away and just yeah, they were just normal. You know, yes, there was that's no
2: right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the best work actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I also so much- think if there's women that live near by you and they're th- and they're pee mums and they're thinking, I would like to do some Pilates, they could go and they could trust you. That oh, you're absolutely. one of them. Yeah? yeah. You're one of us. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's no um no shame, no, no. You know, I've been there, I get it. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Because I think, you know, we learn to maybe not share ourselves with other
1: professionals. And
0: it's hard to mm. you feel guilty taking that time.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, and I, I did it in the hospital as well. I It took me, I don't know why, I'm a very active person mm. and I've always been at the gym and doing Pilates or dancing or whatever it may be. Um, and then a f- couple of years ago I went, why? It was after COVID and I was just like, why have I not been coming down to the gym? gym at here? the hospital, yes. Mm. At the hospital. Anyway, so I went down there and it turns out, you know, I think maybe the cancer ward parents were able to access the gym for free. Right. And I was like, that was on my to-do list to try to be like, all right, what about these um, yes, complex, complex. Yes. Yes. The parents that are living in the hospital from, mm. you know, yes. from the day they're born to 18 years. Mm. Uh, yes. That was on my list to do. Um, so maybe that can still be my project to, um, you know, just get that facility open to them. Because even if you're walking on a treadmill and just getting out of that room oh, for yeah. bit, it it really helps so mm. you know I did that and I went down to that gym and you know one day I remember I walked in there and he just looked at me the owner and he was just amazing and he's just like do you want to go and lie in the room up there you look like do you want to just go have a minute and I was oh, like no. but no but he was happy for me to go up there and yeah. have a cry or yeah. whatever I needed to do um well, he's in the right place yes the right job Oh, yes, he's lovely. Um, But, you know, no, I I just wanted to get in there and I needed to move a bit and that really helped me. Um, Yeah, and I think movement definitely helps everybody. Mm-mm. whether you're feeling it or not it can be just gentle and just to help you process what's going on definitely yeah a different side of
0: your i don't know left brain right brain whatever sort of comes out <laughs> when you're moving doing just if and it's the same like walking or doing laps or you know like it's something yeah it's like meditative
2: isn't yeah meditative? yeah
1: a lot of people don't want to leave the hospital yes. and walk away yes. you know being far away so at least you know if your child's up in icu you know, if you go on that treadmill, you're not going to be far away. Mm, you can mm. be back there in a second if needed. Yeah. So I found very true. That really comforting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm. Um,
2: would you be open to sharing a little bit about Rise's funeral because it looked really beautiful?
1: Ah. Uh, yes, absolutely. We um. It came. I suppose his passing came quite quickly. <sighs> mm. Well, it didn't, but. I think we probably weren't connected with palliative care as quickly as we'd hoped. Yes. Um, Not that we had hoped, but Mm. I know other families that have been connected for years and years and years. Mm -mm. And I guess that part of that came from me being so on top of everything and, you know, I always, you know, managed everything quite well. So maybe we weren't connected as soon because of that. Mm. Um, But we didn't have that relationship with them. So then when we first did, everything happened quite quickly and then we didn't didn't have that connection. But after he passed, we just knew we wanted a party and a celebration. Yes, we were extremely sad. um, But he he was a happy kid and we needed to honour that. Yes. Jed's request was, you know, he wanted a jumping castle and a big, Sloth cake because sloths yes. were his symbol. <laughs> so, you know, I think we got the most extravagant, beautiful sloth cake made mm, that you can yes. ever imagine. But it started from the start of his funeral. We had, um, as <laughs> as they were walking in, David, who's um, from the children's hospital, he did his um, service. And I probably should have warned him of the music that was going to be played at the start of the funeral. Usually it's a bit of a sad song. Yes. Instead we had Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Peppa Pig, uh, awesome. um, yeah. Every Huggle yes. Monster. We just had a, a um a compilation of All his favourite favorite TV shows. Because yes. they just made him happy. Yes. And you know, everybody had a little giggle and a laugh. And, you know, that was the start. Um and then we were all dressed in purple mm-hmm. because you know, Rye, if he was picking colours out, it was always pink or purple. Ah. So, you know, that was very important. Um, and we just had a party. So his funeral was beautiful, as beautiful as it could be. Mm. Um, all of his babes got up as well. So they <laughs> stood up together, you yeah. know, and yeah. their little bit. Yeah. Um, and then we went to Common Folk, which is where we had his 10th birthday party. Um, yeah, we had the jumping castle. We had temporary tattoos for the kids with slots. Um, wow, that's a lot of organisation. We had a real tattoo artist come, yes. um, so ah. there was oh, we we probably should have had two because we had a list of people that we couldn't get through. So really? yeah, so many people got little. Um, Sloths, or an R, or Ryman oh. or yeah, we got all these things. That um, so it was the first funeral she had <laughs> had done, but it was yeah, very much a party, and we had sloths and balloons, yeah, everything for the kids as well. So yeah, it, it was did an amazing. extraordinary
2: job. Was it that all you? It hit me afterwards.
1: I bet yeah. it did. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was an amazing day, and I couldn't have honoured him.
2: Mm.
1: yeah it couldn't have been any better than what we had hoped for so yes
2: yeah. yes and you celebrated his life
1: we did yeah definitely.
0: tattoo artist is such a good idea because nothing will ever make any of this okay or take away no that pain but to leave with something on your body that commemorates that mm-hmm. you know it just oh amazing gives me goosebumps
1: yeah it was very special and we like I said we didn't expect that many people to um want to jump in the queue but yep, they did.
2: <laughs> and did you get, you got, what was your tattoo? Do you want to sh- show us? I got a sloth, what you got? Yep.
0: yep.
1: but now I have got, oh, well, you probably can't see through Zoom. You can, but we can see a bit. I've got um, his hospital number actually, oh, his oh, new hey. one, um, which is a really important number oh, to me. Oh, that's
2: really, yeah, that yeah, you right
1: in the heart. Yeah. Goodness. The mm. hospital's, you know, it's our second home. Yes. Yeah, I think it always will be yeah, and there was a few. I've got his an outline of his face. Oh, face oh it is too. So, yeah, so we added on a few. His little pretzel because he was a pretzel boy nodding yeah, up his yeah. his legs. He always sat in the most awkward of positions but looked comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we had all these little nicknames. So there was all these little options that everybody um, could have chosen from, which was nice.
0: Oh, I just, I just want to honour and respect the fact that in that grief you could think of those things, like you're an awesome, awesome yeah. human. Like that yeah. it is a tough thing organising a funeral and to be able to think of all those things, it's just all your love for him just shone out.
2: Yes.
1: And it came from everybody, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We are just very, very fortunate. He was very, you know, we gave him the best life possible and he made all our lives brighter and yes, happier. He
2: did. Yeah.
1: You know, he never... Oh, how do you do that? Like, and he was hard work. Don't get me wrong, but you do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, he, so you yeah. Laugh heart him. isn't bad. No, that's, that's right. Heart say. is not. Bad. No, no, mm. not
2: at all. Mm. And we're coming up to the anniversary of his death. How have yeah. you been
1: doing? Mm. How have you been feeling? Um. So it. It's a hard patch. So my birthday is the 11th of June and Mm. I know we were in ICU Mm. uh, and I had a bad panic attack. So I guess my anxiety Mm. through Rise Life sort of grew Mm. with all the trauma and things that happened. Um, But from that point on, you know, we go into his birthday, which was the 4th of July. So Mm. that was, you know, his first birthday. Um, Again, that day we were off in the ambulance to hospital on his birthday Mm. his final birthday um so that was really tough and then we come into his anniversary Mm. and at the moment all you can sort of do is go back and think about those days Mm. and look what were we doing and my brain for the next couple of weeks is like all right this is the day we had that conversation and then we then we decided this and then we knew that BiPAP was going to have to stop so we opened our house for the weekend and everybody came and saw him. And, you know, mm. that was a really tough but beautiful time because mm. people got to say goodbye mm. to him. Mm. And then, of course, we turned BiPAP off and Rye being Rye, he just, you know, came to life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I kept going. So the first night we were like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen mm. because previously he'd been lasting maybe 20 minutes without mm. support. And then, you know, the whole night went and We're lying in bed and we can hear I Yahoo Like (laughs) like, What is going on? Like he's you know, he just had this he had this week, almost a week, of just his energy lifted. He started sitting up in bed. I kept calling the hospital going, I don't know if you've got this right, guys. Like he's just you know and it was great because we got a really beautiful last last week with him. Got to cuddle in his bed and, you know, his mask was off and he yeah, got to see a smile watching TV and those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm sort of yeah. thinking about as we lead into this mm. little patch um, up into his anniversary. Mm. And we also um, have a tree that my sister um, and brother-in-law Jimmy Reeves. Yes. <laughs> um got for us um in the front yard now which is an English oak tree wow. and it's the same age as him so oh, it's 12 what a beautiful idea yeah we were going to get a big one and then we thought this one came up and it's yeah 12 so the same age as he would be yeah and um, Reese oh. has put purple lights on it and we've oh. got flower uh, we've got plaques with pictures around the tree all the carers and family have made little rocks. We painted rocks to put there. And his entire class delivered rocks the other day. Oh. But all these rocks from his class. So now we have a place because he was um, he was cremated. So mm. I think the kids, well, mostly Bowie struggled. I think it got to six months down the track and she said, okay, I want to go see Rye now. Yeah. Oh, mm. no. She's like, can I go to the hospital? I miss Rye. I want to see mm. Rye oh, okay, no, and we had to go through, it was almost like telling Jed yes. when I told him for the first time. I had to tell Bowie again mm. and I'm sure come up time and time again mm. as they, you know, develop differently and have their little questions. But now we have a place that we go to, yes. we can sit at um, and that can be our place that we think of Rye and,
2: mm. Yeah. What a stunning yeah. idea of the that tree being just, his
1: age. It's the oh, most
2: beautiful idea. Yes, I've The Memory
1: heard. Tree. Yes, uh, yes, of course. It's a book that um, is sort of where that all came from mm. as well. So a, a book about, you know, death and passing and, mm. yeah, so it's a nice one.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful and it's nice for us as people who haven't had that as lived experience to think about it and to understand what it's a little bit you know what not what
1: it's like but to demystify it
0: okay. yeah this and is a really
1: lovely a, way yeah it's a subject that nobody really wants to nope. talk about but i unfortunately being in this world you know i've got my tribe of hospital people like yes. we've got our crew the usual sub um sub, sub suspects yes yeah. usual suspects we call ourselves um who just live in the hospital, yes. in and out. We know everything, what's going on, um, but now I'm in this new world of, mm. of parents who have lost their children and unfortunately I've been to more children's funerals than I have adults. Yes. Mm. Mm. and it's okay to talk about them it always is okay
2: yes and, and that's what we want this episode for for you yeah forever for yes. to have all i ever of, want to do is talk, talk about, about him of yeah. course
1: and everybody should be able to ask questions yep. and you know obviously some people will go oh are you okay to talk about him and i am and it might not be the same for everybody but you don't want to pretend like they no. didn't exist no and it's okay and, to be sad like yeah. i think
0: as a society Absolutely. we're so obsessed with are you happy? Are you okay? And <laughs> my partner is a psychologist and she's like, You don't have to be okay. And it was like no. this really big of course you don't fucking have to be no. okay. But you sort of feel like going, Yep, yeah, I'm okay. And then yeah. you, know, you don't have to be okay. And she's like, and it's that's okay. And I'm like, Yeah, yes, why absolutely. are we
1: obsessed and with that? You don't need to fix no being sad or anything like that. I'm going to have and I, I probably grieve in a different way to other people and I'll do that in my own time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I might I go to bed and I've got my sloth teddies and yes. I've got my, you know, I've got the ways I do things and that's that's my way and that's yep. fine. But everybody reacts differently. Talk about him and yep. yes. you know, maybe I talk about him too much. No, no way. Like, um, do I bring up things with him? I'm not sure that people don't want to hear, but you know that that's my experience. Yes. And no, it
0: needs to be more normalised because you know that's the one thing we're all going to do. Yeah, you know, yep. and all of us will lose people we love, and people we love will lose us. So, I I just think the more that you talk about it, and you realize that that's a really big pain, and you 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 grief is just a part of you forever now. And how do you yeah. how do, how does that work for you? Because the same way yeah. that you love Pilates or whatever, someone else might like I don't know Netflix marathon or going for a walk in the rain. But what what works for you? Because maybe I can take a little bit of that, and it can help me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm. Mm.
2: Well, thank you for sharing (laughs) this most precious story of your heart with us. So honoured. We're very honoured. Yeah. No,
1: thank you. Is there anything
2: we have missed that you want to tell the world?
1: Oh, I have no idea. Just that he was the most beautiful boy in the world and I'll forever miss him, but, Mm. you know, he's still with us. Yes, he is. That's the kids. I'm a kiss to the stars every night,
0: and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his tree.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you. Got his tree. <laughs> thank you, Brooke. You did thank a tremendous you. job, and I know our Pea listeners will love this episode. Yeah. And I just want people to reach out to you for your work for your Pilates business and yeah. support you. Especially, you're on the Peninsula, is that right? Yes. Yep. So Peninsula Peas. This is your lady. <laughs> this is your okay. People yeah. Lady. Well, I want your business to boom from this episode and I want the world to celebrate you and wrap their arms around you. Yeah. Okay? Thank mm. you. Yeah. So we no, will send everyone reaching your way. Yeah. Tough no, time,
1: yeah I get it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah you yeah. do get it. You do get it. Well, thank yeah. you so much.
1: No, thank you so much. All right. Take care. Okay, right. okay you see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.